be Be attentive. Brethren, I, a prisoner for the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise. Let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us be attentive. said this parable the land of a rich man brought forth plentifully and he thought to himself what shall I do for I have nowhere to store my crops and he said I will do this I will pull down my barns and build larger ones and there will I store all my grain and my goods and I will say to my soul Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. As he said these things, he cried out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the Nativity Fast. And as with any fast period, we're to dedicate ourselves to fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. I hope and pray that all of you have looked at this period of time and tried to figure out how you can change your lives, how you can grow closer to God. The Lenten period started this week with a beautiful service of unction. And for those who attended and participated in that beautiful sacrament, it was a wonderful way to begin this fast. And then Friday evening was probably one of the most touching liturgies I've ever served at. It was a candlelight liturgy for St. Matthew. The other aspect of, of Lent is almsgiving. And any time that the subject of money comes up in the church, all of a sudden people exit the church, they close their ears, they say, oh no, here they go talking about wanting my money again. Or they look at their cell phones. It's not a subject that people come to church to hear about. But what did our Lord say? It's a difficult subject to even talk about in America because when you look at America for a couple of reasons, it's something that we really can't get our hands around. First of all, when you look at America, the poor in America compared to the rest of the world are millionaires. Where we worry about whether something is organic or gluten-free or which thousands of products we want to buy in the grocery store, there are many people in the world who are just wondering if they're going to eat that day. We also go home, we turn on our lights, we turn on our high-definition television, we hook up to the internet. Our biggest problem may be whether our internet connection works or where we set the thermostat. But for people around the world, sometimes they may not even have shelter or they're gathering up whatever scraps of things they can in order to have a roof over their head. We are very blessed in this country, and yet we also like to complain about what we don't have. This is not a sermon to bash the rich. It's easy to do that in America. It's easy to look at the rich and say, they have too much, they have too much power, they have too much say. But on the other hand, those that don't have what they have, the sin is greater. Because the sin of envy, jealousy, covetousness is worse than the sin of greed. And those aren't my words, those are Father St. John Chrysostom's words. So going back to our Lord, he gives us this gospel message today. And he speaks to us about this man this man who has planned everything out. It sounds familiar again to our American society. 
estate planning, financial planning, having our will in order, having enough life insurance, having disability insurance, having a second to die policy. We do endless planning. And in the gospel, this man is planning. He's very wealthy. He's trying to figure out what he's going to do with his material goods. But then things change. And God says, you fool. It's probably the only four-letter word that God uses in the Bible. But think of it for all of us. Think of all the things that we have. And it comes back to us very clearly when we think of the fires in California, how quickly everything can be gone, whether it be your possessions, whether it be a drop in your investments, whether it be bankruptcy, whether it be illness. Anything can happen in a moment. And if you were to lose everything, your home, your money, your spouse, your family, where would you be? That's really the question that Christ is asking us. And when we look at where we are as Orthodox Christians, our attachments, our salvation lies not in goods, not in things that we gather, but in a person, in a person, Jesus Christ, who has showed us what we are supposed to do, not for investments that the world thinks are long-term, money, wealth, power, fame. Those are short-term, no matter how long our life is, 60, 70, 90 years. But Christ is asking us to look eternally. Where will we be for the rest of our existence? The greatest rich that we have is our soul's redemption. And right now, God is looking down from heaven, and he's asking each and every one of us, what are you doing with the gifts that you have? What are you doing for my church? We're in the period of stewardship. And I know when you're young, you say, I don't have any money. I'm planning for the future. You become older and you say, I just can't make ends meet because I have children. Then we get a little bit older and we say, well, I'm planning on retirement and I don't know exactly how much I'm going to need. Then we get old and we say, oh my gosh, now I'm on a fixed income. They're all excuses, dear brother and sister. And we will have those moments because the devil will always give us those thoughts and those fears. But if we have faith in Jesus Christ, he will always be there for us, he will always provide for us, and he will be our strength and our stability. The church has been talked about as being a ship. We're on a voyage. We're all in this together, and we're all required to be working hands. It doesn't matter 
what our gifts are, how many or how few. We're all asked to call upon those gifts and to offer them. It's a matter of stepping forward. And for those who don't have income, it's time. For those who have income, it's treasures. There are different ways in which we can serve this community. But do we walk in and just enter the church and take our seat? Or do we walk in and as we drive in, look around and see the people who are in need of food, people who are in need of shelter? Do we walk into this beautiful church and say, it's getting a little bit outdated. Maybe I can improve it in this way. As we go through this journey on this ship, there are ups and downs, but we can always know that Christ is there for us, no matter what the circumstances are. As we continue on this nativity fast, may we seek out God's will. May we ask him how we can serve and do more for his church. Let us not lay up our treasures here, but let's work for our eternal treasure, our soul. Amen.